Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, this is my, my, I guess my little return from my little hiatus. Uh, I had just some personal stuff done. Um, I uh, I just looked up a story with uh, uh, Manchin and, uh, and Biden. Let me, first of all, now, obviously, I just I just friend is Joe Manchin. He is the uh, he's the chairman of the Energy and Natural Resources. Uh, and let's see what industries does he get most of his cash from, or whatever. Coal mining, for profit education, mining, natural gas transmission and distribution, gas and oil. Now he's in charge of either getting us off of gas and other things like that, uh, or um, not getting us off of that. He got paid a huge, lots of money, I'll just say that, uh, through those same places. Now, let's see. What kind of sense does it make? And this is pretty much where you would know that the people who actually who keep him in charge, Nancy Pelosi's and the Nancy Pelosi's and Chuck Schumer of the world, know that because I, I'm guessing that they that they have to know where his money comes from, because when they contribute to his campaigns, they also contribute to the DNC. I would be assuming, you know, that money is funneled to the DNC. So that just tells me that Schumer knows about it, and and uh, and Pelosi knows about it. Now those two are very much uh, uh, corporate tools themselves, of course. Uh, Schumer, as it so happens, does have a um, has a, he has a couple of um, ele- election uh, um, opponents. I'm not sure who the rest are, but I know at Kate, uh, who, I'm sorry, at, at uh, Congress Kate, uh, is running against him. Um, she's a Green Party candidate. Check her out. You can go on to Twitter and just look up Congressman, uh, uh, Congress Kate, uh, or, yeah, I think Congress or Congress, Congressman Kate, excuse me. Um, I think it's Congress Kate. Yeah, Congress Kate, at Congress Kate. Um, look her up and uh, see if, if you live in Schumer's district. Look her up and see if she if she is worth your vote. I personally do think she is. Uh, getting him out is, I think, one a first step of getting corporate uh, politicians out of office and out of government, which you already know that he he'll have an easy. Um, uh, transition from that job into a um, uh, lobbyist job. Doesn't matter where. More likely to be either Republican or Democrat. Both take the same amount of money from the same people. Anyway, so let's see. Yeah. Now, I said a couple of months, uh, a couple months ago that, uh, well, let me see. Oh, man. Uh, there we go. See if I can look it up with this. Joe Biden, no. Um, uh, where's that? I say deal, maybe that's what it is. Okay. I read, oh, there we go. I, about a month, month or so ago, when, when this, um, 
uh, infrastructure uh, bill was being negotiated and negotiated and negotiated. And despite the fact that I did see, I think it was on CNN a few months ago, where Manchin said that he'd be willing to go for a $4 trillion uh, package, but then it went down to 1.5. Now, now, the reason why I bring up where his money comes from is because a lot of what's uh, supposed to be in the actual um, Build Back Better whatever fuck, um, infrastructure bill uh, takes away a lot of the subsidiary, uh, a lot of taxes and raises actually raise a lot of corporate taxes on those kind of companies, like the coal mine and, well, gas and oil and stuff of that nature. Now, because he is the chairman of that committee, which I don't, I think that's, I think to say the least, is very much a conflict of interest. Uh, and given the fact that his daughter also uh, worked for EpiPen, which uh, was. Uh, all the drama on Capitol Hill tonight, one progressive Democrat is calling out members of her own party. My colleague. I apologize for that. Um, I usually uh, websites like CNN have their uh, videos uh, mute, muted for anybody who doesn't want to hear it or watch what they're what they have on there. Anyway, um, and I'll go back to that momentarily because it is uh, prudent to the story. But anyway, um, uh, this story does say moderate Democrat uh, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia made clear Thursday that 1.5 trillion was the price tag he was willing to settle on for his party's plan to expand the so- social safety net, putting him. Two trillion away from the lowest number progressive Democrats have said they would accept. Uh, Manchin said he uh, he informed Joe Biden that that was his number, and Biden he uh, Biden said he needed more than that. Uh, see, uh, in quotes, I've never been in a liberal, and I've never been, I've never been a liberal in any way, shape, or form. Manchin said, "I'm willing to come from zero to 1.5 trillion." It's interesting because he says he's never been a liberal in any way, shape, or form, yet he's a Democrat. At least he ran as a Democrat. I think that definitely shows that he is saying that he's a Republican and a Democratic, you know, kind of like a, a Dino instead of, instead of being an actual uh, Republican. Now, to me, uh, if you are in his district and you are a Democrat, and he says this, and someone like myself uh, comes back up here and, and quotes you that. Wouldn't that make you think, well, if he says he's not, he's never been a liberal, but yet you want a liberal in office, so wouldn't you think that that would make you not want to vote for him? And, given the, and if you are an environmentalist and want, uh, and also live in his district, and want... Um, like every every piece of infrastructure, including human infrastructure, as has been uh, as the, as they've been called, uh, basically people overall. Um, if you want them to uh, to make a better wage and be able to survive in uh, a better life, um, at the same time um, have a better job than his union, supposedly, uh, you would want someone to vote on you at least four trillion dollars um the funny thing about it is he claims that he wants to make sure that uh it's paid for uh now i'm an mmtr so i'm thinking myself okay you have to spend before you tax that means they have to spend more than 1.5 trillion in uh in spending in order to be able to uh to um to uh justify 
taxing, say, middle class more. Um, because if I remember, also within that same uh, infrastructure uh, bill was an increase of um, income, for, uh, in, uh, increase in taxes for the uh, wealthier. Now, what they needed to say as far as the part goes is, we are doing this in order to be able to, to bring down the inflation, the taxes part. Uh, and because the majority of the tax uh, loopholes have been going to those who don't need it, instead, they've been going, they needed to go to the people who actually wouldn't need it, uh, small business, very small businesses, not the Amazon, not the Google, not the, you know, um, smaller, like 500, 500 uh, person per company type, but more, like, more or less like the 150, you know, or 150 total as far as the bar goes uh, for loopholes. Uh, those guys can take that same amount of money, especially ones that have that are an actual uniformed wearing uh, tip giving uh, can't afford to throw anything away inventory type of companies. Those companies especially need that kind of a tax break because that money will definitely go back into the company. Whereas in bigger corporations, they don't take that money and reinvest it. In their company, what they do is they basically give the CEO and other people on the board of directors more money in their stock options, uh, and they buy more of their, buy their, more of their own uh, company stocks um, because the ten twenty dollars have already been spent on uh, corporate debt. Uh, that's how much the Fed has purchased from bigger corporations. That's how much. Uh, those uh, tax loopholes have not helped at all, and they have not done anything but uh, pay those back who don't actually need it and who don't actually put the money back within the same company. They go around and they maybe they hire in other companies, but great, but that doesn't mean anything as far as that part goes. That doesn't that doesn't um, give you know their their lowest paid uh, employee a a um, a raise by no means. That means that they get to uh, maybe buy back, buy back their own stock and stuff of that nature. Anyways, the point being is the fact that someone like a Pelosi, someone like a, a Schumer, someone like a a um, a management should not should never be in politics again because they have like what the Fed has recently done. They they had well not Fed but the people that the Fed have actually had to regulate recently. They have misused their power. They have uh, made everybody believe that the, the Fed is like a family that has a budget. Nowhere near it, because the federal government is quite literally, through spending legislation, um, a, a currency issuer, while me and you are currency users, we actually do have to budget something. The government doesn't really. Um, the government, if anything, needs to have a balanced deficit, you know, you basically, you spend it where the, the demand is within the economy. They're not doing it. They haven't done it in the last 40 years. If they had done that, then wage would be up to where inflation is uh, for the last 40 years. Um, let's see. Housing crisis would have had a, a lesser chance of happening. Uh, people, less people would be on the streets. I can't say, no, I, I can't say nobody would be on the streets because sometimes you do Make those kind of choices, not based on income, but based on personal uh, living situation, living style. Anyway, um, my point being is the fact that uh, Joe Manchin and people like him should never be in power again in regards to the federal government or even state government, because they have shown to abuse the power 
they have shown to take money from those that uh, don't benefit uh, the overall economy or consumers or even their constituencies at their homes in their home states for West Virginia in this case. So if you are anywhere in any one of these uh, people's districts, states, or whatever, if you have a chance to vote against them when their time is up for re-election, do it. Otherwise, you're just, uh, you're just enabling them to keep doing it. Um, and I also do advocate for uh, ranked choice voting, open primaries, and if you are a FEC regulated political party, you should be allowed to run no matter where you are, no matter what spectrum of the political spectrum you do hail, hail on, you should be able to run. I don't care which, I don't care if you're right, left, center, whatever fuck, you should be able to vote or not. You should be able to uh, run and get, try to get votes for, for a political uh, office. <sighs> anyway, so let's see. And well, okay, this is in Spanish, it looks like. So, okay, there we go. Yeah, there's a bit of news about Evan Macton, of course. Like now, Mark is actually coming out with, with another freaking medication that they claim will be uh, helpful for uh, the limit hospital, uh, the hospitalization of COVID um, victims. They're using, uh, what the heck is that called? Um, ah, maybe it's in this thing here. Not it's not ivermectin, but it's not. Is this was okay? So maybe this another Merck is using another another form of the same thing. But anyway, so the the intervention program monitored with ivermectin under the direction of the Undersecretary of Support and Logistics of the Provincial Health Portfolio which was approved by the Bio, uh, Bioethics Committee of the province of Misiones under the modality uh, of MEURI registration, while informed consent, uh, with informed consent, there we go, uh, the patients who were able to uh, perform clinical follow-up correctly and who completed, who completed um, treatment until uh, May two, uh, this year, were 1,350 individuals of which the date, the date, the data uh, of 80, 883 pages have been processed. Anyways, you can go to uh, the pegina16.com and look this up yourself. I'm trying to keep these things like less than 30 minutes so I can share them everywhere else. Anyway, where the heck was I going with that? Um, <laughs> I forgot. Let's see. Oh, um, oh yes. I have seen some uh, improvement as far as uh, headline news. Uh, they have started to actually say what the person actually died of in regards to like COVID. Uh, I saw one that said, uh, died of COVID. Yes, this person actually asked for to get vaccinated, but yet he had, an, he had COPD. Uh, or yeah, COPD in the last one. I'm like, well, that's an like condition. You're gonna, I mean, you're at greater risk of getting it anyway. Not to say that the vaccine, the, now here's the here's another interesting thing. I saw a thing on Twitter that said that they are start they have started calling COVID nineteen uh, uh, a uh, therapeutic. They're not talking about they're not talking as if it's a vaccine anymore. I find that difference in language very interesting because for the longest time, for a year and a half or however long it has had has been in on the market, 
They've always called it a vaccine. Now they're calling it a therapeutic. Uh, well, things like ivermectin, things like the, oh, I can't even pronounce the first part of it, Quinn, I'll just say the last part of it, I think it is. Uh, they call those uh, uh, non-COVID-related therapeutics. And I beg to differ in a lot of countries that has actually been uh, given to victims of COVID-19, even after they've been vaccinated, uh, those people have recovered uh, from the from not only the not only not only the vaccination, but also from the uh, from the from the COVID as far as COVID as far as the part goes. I've heard that in Australia, for instance, uh, if a person comes in with the uh, adverse uh, adverse effects of COVID uh, of the COVID vaccine, they give them ivermectin and they heal. So, and on a personal note. Um, and I had not checked with this person if I'm if uh, if, if they allowed me to talk about this, but someone close to me and it's not my fiance got the second shot and apparently um, has shortness of breath. Um, let's see, sorry, I think started twitching. I'm not sure if she, I'm, I'm not sure if she actually said that, but uh, at least shortness of breath. She thought it was, she thought it was her COPD. Uh, but she she was told that she should go get the third shot by a pharmacist, I think, um, which I think pharmacists should stay the fuck out of things as far as that part goes. They should not be pressuring anybody to get anything. Uh, they should just be good at pharmaceutical um, consumer, uh, um, customer uh, service and get, and get money for whatever the person is paying for as far as um, uh, prescriptions not give out that kind of advice um anyway my point being is i would double doubly doubly check uh with your doctor uh, and get an actual test see if you have enough t uh, t cells or uh antibodies to maybe have a better chance of fighting covid 19 yourself without a vaccine because the vaccine as far as i can see it's supposed to be for those who don't um, maintain in, uh, a big enough uh, T cell count or uh, um, antibody uh, count. Um, that's as far as I know about. But the problem with that whole thing is since uh, the antibodies in your body is supposed to be like the special forces of source of your body, it only comes out when your body is being attacked by an outside force. And outside force is something that you get naturally uh, with the vaccines, just like with flu vaccine, also, depending on uh, your overall health, I think, um, you may not be able to fight it off as easily. And if you already have underlying symptoms of something else, like some other health condition, then the likelihood of you being able to fight this off without um, any help is unlikely. That's why um, it's better if you get a test uh, saying how, uh, how healthy your immune system is. If you have top-notch, middle-notch, uh, if you will, uh, of immune system, I would think, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not physician to be kind, but I, I study my tail off on different things, especially COVID. I've been doing that for the past month or so, and I've been going on to different websites and reading out what, you know, it is a, a, a non-peer, a peer, um, reviewed uh, data, but doesn't mean that that pure would be relevant as far as the part goes as all lab data either way. My point being is I'm not advocating for not taking it uh, if you are 16 above. 
but if you are 16 below, I would definitely, uh, definitely look into getting the test, uh, see uh, where your, your immune system is, and see if your immune system has a better chance of finding itself without, COVID, without the vaccine, because the vaccine in some cases can be worse than the actual COVID-19. It all depends on what, you, what else is going on with your body. Anyway, and that's what I wanted to say as far as the part goes. And I think um, just, my, uh, just my view on Kareem, Abdul, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as far as I know about, he is of that age to get it. But as far as I also know about, he doesn't have any online symptoms of anything else as far as I know of. I don't know. But uh, in some cases, the vaccine helps. In most cases, it doesn't. It just it hinders. At least that's from what I've been getting as far as uh, a lot of the headlines I've been seeing uh, and looking into and looking deeper into it and following what the CDC website has and what they do have on there as far as the uh, open VAER uh, website, which has the uh, um, uh, adverse, effect, adverse effects portion of things. Anyway. Uh, if you like what you hear, if you like what you see, if you like what you read, uh, please subscribe to this channel, whatever, whichever platform you see it on. And if this is, and I'm going to put this on my anchor, uh, subscribe to my anchor, share it, whatever the case may be. Uh, you can uh, email me at green out progressive, um, at yahoo.com and, uh, share a comment, uh, become a subscriber, uh, of any one of the platforms that this is going to be on. Either way, thanks for um, watching. Uh, here, here we go. Thanks for watching, and uh, I'll be back on uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday will be my official first, uh, my, my uh, official first uh, show. Um, also, uh, just so you guys know, you can still go to uh, for uh, no, not for me. For me, many is a is an excellent what, uh, podcast uh, and a website dot uh, org, I believe. But uh, end of two party system.org also is a great website. It has lots of different uh, stuff on there blogs, uh, com- commentary, uh, uh, um, reasons for uh, having ranked choice voting and other things of that nature. And also, they do have merchandise. And this is uh, a picture of uh, something they have up there for Christmas, of course. It's a very uh, well themed. Anyway. Uh, you can attack me on uh, anchor.fm slash Calvin. Don't forget, uh, starting on the 12th, I will be doing interviews. Um, let's see. Who do I have an interview with? Sorry, guys. Hold on. Uh, one of the interviews I have is with uh, Justin B. Moore, which is going to be uh, 2 p.m. on the 14th. I have uh, no one from uh, someone, an MMT, uh, a um, MMT interview on the 12th. That'll be at 7 30 at night, I believe. Uh, so we also have uh, Congress Kate at Congress Kate on the 15th uh, at 12 noon. Uh, and uh, current uh, Cincinnati uh, council, uh, council candidate, um, K.A. Hurd, which will be on the 18th at 5 p.m. So stay tuned for that. And that will also be up on here. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace out for now, and I look forward to talking to you on Monday. Have a good weekend.